Red light's on. Does that mean it's going? Red means go in this case. Ooh, red means go. Red means go, and red also means go. I've noticed you're wearing a lot of red, <laughs> so... Fire engines don't <laughs> stop at red lights. <laughs> How would you like to handle this? I would like to handle this by stating for a fact that my co-host, Mr. Scott Henson, at not Scott Henson on Twitter... Yeah, that's me. Give him, give him the hit-ups... Uh, my name, of course, is Drew, uh, well, government names, because I apparently went government name last time, yeah. which I don't remember why I did that. You're, it was late and you were drunk. It was late and I was very tired. Uh, so, sh- shoot name, Drew Smith, uh, worker name, Syrian Softpaws, at Syrian Softpaws, also hit me up. Yeah. Uh, I need to state for the listening public mm-hmm. of this, uh, podcast that, uh, as of a week ago, Scott Henson lost his very first edition of gay chicken. I don't know what happened. It, you, you got spooked. I was intimidated by a military man. Somebody <laughs> shot up some fireworks off camera <laughs> and it spooked you. I think so. I think that's what happened. Yeah. Loud noises. Yeah. It was, uh, referee at 3-2-1 battle was kissing his wife and I, w- I stood way too close while it was happening. And you got then, the line of fire. Then when he was done kissing his wife, I was like, now me, now me. And then he went in, and I pulled away like a goddamn coward. What is happening? Uh, you know what? You made up for it though because you committed to kissing Adam. I, I even though Adam got scared and spooked, and he pulled away. Yes, which by the time you hear this, I assume the was two months ago. Yeah, and uh, I assume the video is probably up. I, I, I assume it'll be included in the the Adam and Pal's 2020 Oscars video. So go check that out at. Uh, at your movie sucks on the YouTube. The YouTube. The YouTube. Type in the and see what happens. Yeah, you will most likely see me kissing a man. And and if for some reason it's omitted, uh, I'll send it to it's, you. It's also on Twitter already. It's, it's on Twitter, yeah. Um, go, go type the YouTube and get confused like one of my friends did when we were kids. <laughs> and he typed in hot male, but M-A-L-E. Well, that's a very different site. we were like, I don't know. 13 and yeah. uh he got redirected to gay porn that is a very and now he's gay <laughs> oh is that that's how it happened yes <laughs> he didn't know it existed and then when it happened he went oh i'm oh, into this a whole new world it's it's up. a it's a real robin hood situation or in some <laughs> cases black beauty <laughs> yeah depending on your type yeah of course <laughs> um so this is like we said last time the second episode of the worst year of our lives presents yes the best decade of our lives yes not a confusing title not a confusing title at all um but you'll get it whatever it's in the same rss feed just keep subscribing and you'll yeah. get these don't think it ends at the last episode of the bad one because yeah. now there's good things yeah and then there'll be more bad things after the good things yes so life goes in cycles it is a cycle uh so the podcast this time around like you would have heard on the episode before this, assuming you listened to the episode before this, Why would and you, not just right to this one. Why would you start on 2011 and not 2010? What kind of fucking sociopath because are you? Because they think that it's 2011 to 2020 is the decade. Oh, they're, they're going proper decades? Because there was no year zero. zero. Fuck you. Kill yourself. God damn it. Um, so we started out this by... This is also a, a rare afternoon recording. 
This is a rare afternoon recording at the request of myself. Your baby. Because sometimes I get up for work, and by sometimes I mean every workday, I get up at 6.50 in the morning. Well, there's your problem. And then we record at like 11.30 at night. It's usually not on a workday, though. Uh, it's normally the weekend. Yes, but I'll, I'll like, I'm tired. You know, <laughs> I'm, an, I'm a tired boy. So for me, it's like, you know, I've been, I've only gotten... Eight hours of sleep that day, but the day before, I probably got four and a half, uh-huh. and then worked a boring-ass job all day, so I'm fucking tired. Right. So, uh, at this point, I had said, next time we record, maybe let's do it during the day, when both of us are alert. Uh, I know you had to get up slightly early to get here on time. I did. Uh, as opposed to your regular 3 p.m. wake-up calls. <laughs> Uh, Look, uh, I'm on a different sketch, all right? Uh, yeah, you're on a much different sketch. I work the night shift nowhere, <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, speak, uh, weird segue, but it is uh, it is uh, schedule-related. Okay. Something schedule I... Schedule 3 narcotics that you got caught with? Yes. Okay. Uh, Sorry, that was Teddy Hart. Schedule 3 narcotics that I once... Uh, actually, I don't know. What are, what are morphine pills? Three? They Two? might be, although they're prescriptions, so I don't know where but, they fall. But I didn't have the prescription on me, and I took them across the border once. Sweet. Uh, and I, I think I told you guys that. Yep. Uh, and Dan was very mad at me. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> I kind of forgot they were in my bag. Yep. Um, That's fine. But anyways, I found out today that apparently um, men, or younger men, I guess, like in their 20s. Like me. Like you. I'm a younger man. Think mm-hmm. that when girls have their periods uh-huh. and they use pads, yeah. that the pads stick to their vaginas like band-aids? <laughs> that they're not <laughs> liners in their underwear? And okay. that's so, like, because it came up on Twitter that somebody was confused about how girls pee when they're on their periods. What? And somebody was like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, how do you pee through the pad? You think so, it's just, like, sucked onto your pussy? So they, they thought it was literally, like, one of those big padded band-aids that, like, you know, when you get a Adhesive larger, all like around a larger the side. wound, and you put it over <laughs> so that the blood doesn't get out, but then how do you pee? How do you pee? Ladies, give us a call. Give us a call at 591-ROCK-591-ROLL. Let us know. How do you pee? <laughs> how do you pee when your bloody vagina is covered wow. with a band-aid? Yeah, crazy, right? That's but like genuinely, people thought that was the thing. Is that because just for the most part, as a society, we've just stopped fucking and like we don't know what the other gender's genitalia looks like anymore? We don't know how it works. We don't know what it does. Well, it's a girl's problem and it's disgusting. Yeah, and, and I feel th- like I want to quit this. Band. Something you should talk about with your counselor. I want to quit this band. I don't want to talk about this anymore. It's a girl's problem. <laughs> uh, anyways. That's interesting. So, we we did 2010 on the first episode. We did 2010. Episode. So, before we get to 2011, let's talk very briefly about 2010. Let's talk about regrets. How do you feel about 2010 with some time distance from it? I, I think I've made the right decision. I don't really have any specific regrets. Do you have I, any admissions to make about it that you told me in confidence and that I'm now putting in public on the podcast? I will I will openly admit that I thought I had watched poetry and then didn't. But didn't. <laughs> because I started it too late at night and I turned it off and went to bed and then just forgot that I didn't finish it. So I only got like 15 minutes in. <laughs> Um, and then did finish it, and then I, I thought it was good, but I, I'm, I'm not going to say it should have been my on my top ten. Um, I'm fine with my top ten. I I do wish that I had rewatched. Um, I saw the devil because okay. I, I remembered it being good, but then yeah. I, I think I was like, I should have rewatched it because I think 
it might have been on my list. Yeah, it was really, it was my number seven. It was your number seven. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it might have been on my list had I rewatched it because I, I think I was remembering it being good but not as good as it actually is. Yeah. So that's my only uh, re- regret. But for you... My, my biggest was True Grit, for sure, which mm-hmm. is your number two. It was my number two. Yeah. And I, when it wasn't on your list, I was like, ooh, I think you're going to look back at that and think, oh, I really should have put it on there. Cause, yeah, like, uh, there's some no, real solid There's movie. no reason not to. Like, yeah. I love the Coens. Yeah. yeah. But it's a well, it's a well-written script. It's a well-written movie. Like, it flows really nicely. It's got a super hot 13-year-old girl in it. Um, <laughs> who, I would just like to point out that I knew she was going to be hot before she got hot. Absolutely. But anyways. The the hipster of pedophiles. The hipster of pedophiles. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I frequent the Disney Channel, you know. I'm scouting. You're a real... I'm a real Drake. Wizards of Waverly Place type. I, that's a real dated reference at this point. Is that not a show anymore? I mean, it was off air probably in like 2011. That's my most recent Because like, Selena that's Gomez, Selena Selena Gomez, Gomez is like 27 now. Selena, guys... Selena Gomez is 45 years old. Feel old yet? Feel old yet? Um, but yeah, that's my only... And yeah, for you, yeah. I, Guys, Hillary Duff has died of old age. <laughs> She's a grandmother now. Um, is Amanda Bynes still crazy? I don't know. I think she's dropped off the face of the planet. Because she, she had a Twitter meltdown some years Tw- Twitter ago, Twitter meltdown, right? shaved her head, threw a bunch of stuff out of a window of nice. a hotel. Who is... She was asking someone to assassinate her pussy. Drake? Uh, yeah, it might have been Drake. Yeah, that's it pretty was, cool. It was definitely a man of the African persuasion. Or half African. Half African. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like half black, half Jewish. Half Jewish Canadian. That is a weird yeah. fucking mix. He's the he's the only black or Jewish guy in Canada. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no no other ones. Yeah, yeah. he like he <laughs> he. No, no. He has no. It's not bad. He has his own community center. <laughs> Good for him. Just for him. Good for him. He can play basketball or he can hide from bullies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah. I, I, I don't... And his own bank. Oh, yeah. No. No? Well, because the other half of him doesn't have The other going to rob money. it. <laughs> oh, he's going to rob himself? <laughs> Look, it's, he leads a complicated life. That's right. why he's a pedophile. He's a pedophile. Which, let's Pe- get on that real quick. Drake's a pedophile. I do not understand how, A, no one's canceled him. And B, it's interesting. Why that? Why was that his first choice? Because I feel like he could have made easier right? choices. Yeah, and like she's not even attractive. She's not great. <laughs> she, she's very boyish. Yeah, but like I, I don't know. Like I can't pretend to he, fathom the mind of Drake. He needs to f- write write and star in a movie with Ray Romano. Sure. <laughs> Two pedophiles. <laughs> Unconfirmed reports. For, Ray Romano was for the bad. record, Ray Romano, not actual pedophile. Just fun to do Ray Romano voice as a pedophile. Well, here's here's the solution to that, Ray Romano. If you don't want people calling you a pedophile, <laughs> don't have a voice that is very mockable yeah. and recognizable. Yeah. Um. So 2010, the list itself and making the list was not really that hard it was like, a little hard it was a little hard but it, you know it, once you got your list down you were like okay this is kind of uh, kind of an easy i'm not saying choice. i had zero panic attacks making the list well it does help when uh <laughs> you make the list maybe 20 minutes before we start recording did i do it this time well you, yes. why, why change the the don't formula that mess works? with what works yeah. if it works do it yeah even if you shouldn't don't, don't let, let people, people mess, mess you around. around of course 
Uh, I can't believe we, we know those lyrics. Um, Sloan? Sloan. Nice. Um, Canadian old man band. Oh, they are Canadian. Yeah, so like most people listening aren't even going to have a clue who Sloan is. Also, not even their good song. Like, yeah. The Other Man is the their other good man? song. Yeah. yeah. Look up Sloan the Other Man and then comment on our Twitter about it's a good song. how it's good It's kind of, of about is. getting cucked. It's absolutely about getting yeah. cucked. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so this time around was... I'm going to say 35 times more difficult. I did not think... I thought 2010 and 2011 were going to be easy. Yeah. Because when the project was pitched to me and I made my, like, just initial list of movies, like, for both years I had maybe five. I'm like, oh, I'll just watch some more movies and add five. Yeah. Done. There'll be five but, other good ones and I'll yeah, be fine. But uh, there were more. Uh, Turns I, out I had watched zero movies in the yeah. years 2010 and 11. Yeah. Uh, it, I feel like this is actually going to get easier for me as it goes on in terms of, like, at least having to add a bunch of stuff. Add stuff, yes, but but make a list will still be difficult. Uh, yeah, but list, starting in, like, like 2015, you're going to be a lot more like, well, I only have to watch... A few. Two. Yeah. You know? Whereas for as me... As opposed to 15. For 2019, where I have to watch, like, I don't know, 20? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I'll get there. Uh, I've slowly been chipping away at them here and there, so... Yeah. Um... So just a like a very quick recap of what we're doing is uh, we only do a top ten. There's no it must like, be ten. No there's ties. No, there's no ten A's, ten B's. Um, everything is based off of the year listed on the IMDb page for the film. Yeah, even so, though sometimes it probably shouldn't. Like some of the pro- these movies, we're going to say probably should be 2012, but just to make it easier yeah. and uniform. Yeah. It's the IMDb year. Yes, especially because, like, I mean, some of, some of the reasons why they're 2011 is just because they were at a film they festival were at one, in October yeah, they were of at 2011. one festival in late 2011 and then had a wide release in summer 2012, yeah. but too bad. But because that was where it first... The first and, year yeah. it was shown. Which, which you know, it does make it, it, does make it a little bit interesting um, because there's definitely movies where, like, if it was in a different year... It would place differently. It would place differently. Yes. But because it's listed as 2011, like, yeah. maybe it doesn't make the list at all, but in 2012 it would have made... Like, who knows, right? Yeah. And because you were talking about a certain 09 movie... Uh, I'm talking about Dogtooth. Talking about Dogtooth. Which is a movie I which had a, very much love. Which had a wide release in 2010. Uh, had a wide release in 2010, was nominated for the 2011 right. foreign language film in the Oscars. But it's 2009 but it was 2009 because it was released at a festival in November of 2009. Yeah. But if it was 2010... If it was 2010, it would have been my number one Your movie. number one. It would is... have been number one. Yeah, so, that's wild. Um, and I'm kind of disappointed that all of the Yorgos Lanthimos movies from the decade weren't all on the list. Yeah. But but we were saying all the eligible ones have a good shot at being on Yes, list. haven't seen Alps, but we'll get there. Oh, yeah, that's right. But we'll Alps. get there. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. Um, so what we... Heard, Anyway, so so for Scott, you had 22? You had to knock down 10? So the way I've been doing the list, and I think the way I'm going to continue to do every list... Because you is, like mild panic attacks. Because I like mild panic attacks, is I'm going to get to Drew's house with no list. No, nothing. Just your phone. Just my phone. I'm going to demand Drew fetch me a... Uh, I believe I first said uh, paper and pad... No yeah. writing utensil, no. so Drew just brought me a bunch of paper. I brought him, I brought him papers and my hands, because they have p- pads of, on them. Of course, yes. Uh, then once I corrected myself, I got a pen also. Uh, write down all the possible movies, and then first uh, cut a bunch, and then cut, cut what I can, circle the ones that have to be in the top ten, and then go back and forth like that until I do get to ten, mm-hmm. and then once I'm at the ten... I separate them into 
top, middle, and lower mm. for the ten, and then and then rank according to and the then top, rank the middle, and the lower. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and just try to not have uh, a brain aneurysm yeah. in the process. So you had twenty two. I had nineteen. Yeah, that we had to cut. Mine was a mine. I this this time last time I did it. Just I wrote out the like twelve or thirteen, and then made the cut and then ranked them. Yeah. This time I did what you did, where mm-hmm. I sort of did like what are my top four, mm-hmm. and then what are the bottom ones. Yeah. So like for me, which I wrote, method did you like better? Um. I don't know. This one ended up being quite a pain in the ass for me because over the last this one caused you more over stress. the last day. You've had I, a time. I have reorganized my my five my six through ten yeah four times <laughs> yeah. So like things from like that would like move down, move up, get knocked out, and get replaced by something. Yeah. Then they would get reorganized again. Then something else would get knocked out, and mm-hmm. the, one of the things I took out the first time would get put back in, <laughs> and then they would adjust. And so I wrote it all down. I had it all good, ready to go. Then when Scott was here writing his list, my number 10 got replaced, but then my number 9 became my number 10, and then that new one became my number, number 9. <laughs> so it, it's been a lot of... And, and it, it, it may seem trivial because it's like, is there really a difference between the 10 and the 9? But just making that but ranking, the, the, saying this is better than this, is so hard. The amount of stress it's going to cause us after we hit yeah. stop on the podcast oh and go, fuck, that should have been my number 9 and not my number 10. Like, yeah, after we hit record, we're just both going to be like sweating yeah. <laughs> and shaking. Crying. Yeah. We're going to have to get hyperventilation beds. We're going to have to have, like, so so much emotional decompression afterwards. There's going to be a lot of snuggling after We this. are going to have to snuggle after this. We're going to snuggy up. Yeah. We, uh, we're, we're possibly going to bully Kelly into making us see Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> if not, we can go see Bad American Remake of Force Majeure. Is that out? It's out today. Interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing it because I like Julie Louis-Dreyfus. I'm, and... I'm intrigued by it. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, I, I, you know... Because Force Majeure, spoiler alert, will be on my list for 2014? 2014. Yeah. Mine too. It is a great movie. Anyways, we'll yeah. get to that at some point. Yeah. So the way that we started last time, and I guess we'll continue to do, um, is we're just going to list all of the movies that are sort of the, didn't quite make yeah. the cut, but aren't our favorites yeah. that didn't make the just cut. good just movies we considered. Movies. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think I went first last time, so you go first this time. Um, I'll do the evens, you do the odds. Well, what's some stuff I had? Uh, a tough one to cut was uh, the kid. No. Hmm? Sorry, not to cut you off, but I'm going to do the tough ones to cut at the very end of my Hans. Ooh. So maybe just do the ones that are kind of throwaways and then mention the tough ones. Sure. Okay. Um, so what do we have? Uh, d- not one to make a list, but I, this could be on your favorites because I know you love it. And th- <laughs> there is something very, very fun about it. Uh, the Gray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now you're speaking my language. I figured I'd be speaking your language. Like, it's Liam Neeson versus Wolves. How can you go wrong? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's made for me. Well, it's made for Kelly, but Kelly's a bitch, so. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, delightful animated movie, Puss in Boots. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else was good? Uh, Moneyball was good. Mm-hmm. Not enough to make a list, but it was a good movie. Uh, what else? Young Adult. Mm-hmm. Very good performance by Charlize. You got some Patton Oswalt in there. I know how much you love, some... uh, <laughs> I know how much you love Diablo Cody. <laughs> the, you know what? I like Young Adult. Young Adult's good. Yeah. And, uh, the Tully. 
Which is the I haven't one seen after. Yet. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I'll, I'll it's, see that. It's honestly really just Juno that I fucking hate. Yeah. <laughs> like, the other ones are all fine. I just really fucking hate Juno. Yeah, that's fair. The, um... Yeah, I... I, I often conflate... Uh, they're, not that they're that similar movies besides, like, a female lead, but I often conflate uh, Young Adult and uh, Obvious Child. Hmm. But, uh... Uh, like, I guess vaguely a similar idea. Yeah, like, pseudo-comedy. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I like them both a lot. Yep. Uh, I, I got a couple more, but what else, what you got? Um, so I got a, a documentary that was kind of, uh, kind of hard to cut, but, um, Werner Herzog did Into the Abyss, mm-hmm. uh, which was really good. Uh, I put Take Shelter. I had Hannah. Han- I also Take Shelter. Yeah. Uh, Han- one of, one of the... Last, uh, last ones I watched. The last oh. two I watched for this were Take Shelter and, uh, Samsara. Samsara. Uh, Hannah is another good one that I think is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think it's mostly because of the Chemical Brothers soundtrack. I think is more sure. of what really brings me in. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, the rest of them are all, were, like, some of them are really hard to cut. Um, there's a, a movie from New Zealand called The Hunter with Willem Dafoe, where he gets contracted to find the Tasmanian last tiger. Tasmanian tiger, yep. and it's very good, because it's a lot about uh, backwaters, politics, and, like, hicks and shit. It's really good. Yeah. Um, Rango's really fun. Mm. Um, I've not seen it. Uh, uh, Hero, I know people like it, though. Hero Dreams of Sushi was a very good documentary. Jiro. Jiro. I don't think... I don't think we can apply... Spanish pronunciation to Japanese. We can. Maybe we can. Um, uh, Mary Marcy May Marlene. Too many M's, I'm out. Um, a Polish foreign language film called In Darkness. In Darkness. Was, was nominated for a foreign language film. It's about uh, hiding Jews in the sewers underground during World War II. Where they belong? Maybe. Is where... <laughs> There's no money down there. <laughs> Um, no dropped coins. And then uh, take this waltz is a very, a oh, very yeah. a beautiful film. Uh, Sarah Silverman Merkin. Yes, nice full Merkin. A um, classic. And then uh, the rest of them, I mean, were honestly just ones that were super hard to cut, but they ended up not. They ended up getting bumped in or out several times. Yep. Um, some of them I feel like might be on your list. I'm sure they could be. Um, this one's not. Um, I I really like Warrior. Uh, it's like the. Joel Edgerton, Tom Hardy MMA film. It's my sister's favorite movie. Your sister likes good movies. Favorite, number one, which is kind of weird. All time, like not not to like play the race or the race, the gender thing. Not to play the race card, but your sister is Black. Chinese. No. <laughs> um, not to play the gender card, but like it's a weird movie for a girl to like. Yeah, because it's very macho. It seemed like, yeah, it's not like she's into MMA. Yeah. She doesn't give it, like, I, I don't think she likes I MMA. I mean, there's, there's lots of, like, drama to it. Yeah. Um, and Kurt Angle playing a Russian. But, right. um... Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the, the other ones, I mean, uh, another one was Hugo. Um, I believe it's pronounced Jugo. Jugo. Uh, Martin Scorsese film. Yeah. Uh, which I think I had higher hopes for and wished was better. But it, I think so. it's still good, but oh, wow. I it just... I was hoping it would be better. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, I mean, I still have a bunch more. I don't know if you want to just read them off. Um, any other? Uh, yeah, I, I I just have my hard-to-cut ones okay. left. Yeah, I, I have my hard-to-cut ones as well, so. That that like, that like aren't on any favorites list yes. or anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Kid with a Bike was a, a last-minute cut. It's really good. Darden Brothers. Um... 
I saw the Tree of Life. You hate it. I mean, I will give you my defense of the film if you want. Sure. Um, Your defense of it being bad. Okay. Um, it, it is. It's not a movie. It is beautifully shot. Yeah, it, it looks ha- good. It has some very cool and unique like visuals, and and it, you know, it does a lot of like yeah. You know, there's space, and there's dinosaurs, and there's like this. Yeah. And that. What I hate about it is that the the narrative like story of the children growing up yeah is just it honestly seems so forced or out of place compared to the rest of the visuals all the of other the like film. big grand stuff yeah it's it was an i think he i don't, I don't know if malik just like tried to do too much in one movie. That's, yeah. That's sort of... It kind of seems like he was writing two movies. Yeah. And then was like, these could work together if I this, if I this. If I, like, juxtapose this with and this. And everything was, like, weirdly yeah. put together. So, like, I respect it as a piece of cinema. But yeah. as an actual movie, I don't feel like it was very good. It's, yeah, like, I'm, I'm still not sure what I feel about it. Because, like... If you just look, if you just look at the the story and the narrative, there's not that much to it. It's just no. like kids and like growing up in the fifties with a sh- with like shitty dad, <laughs> in, intense like mildly abusive father, and but he's got his own problems and blah blah blah. So yeah, it's like there's not that much to that, mm-hmm. and then. The, the the present the present day Sean Penn stuff there, Sean stuff yeah, it, there's not. barely anything of it and it do, none of it seems important yeah it just kind of seems like oh well let's see what he's like when he's grown up yeah but you don't really see what he's like yeah. when he's grown up like he works an office job and he has regrets building, about his bad and has relationship some regrets, with his father and like, then he's walking in the desert a lot yeah like it it's, which which is not even like real quote unquote that's yeah. like more metaphorical stuff yeah so. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's an interesting, it's interesting film, but like, I just don't understand the hype. Like, I, I feel like just everybody loves it way too much for the fact, like, cause I, I feel like people that like it a lot are like s- snobs and hipsters, like yeah. different hipsters than us yeah. because we're hipsters, <laughs> movie hipsters and uh pedophile hipsters. But, um, you know, it's the people that are like, oh, this is such a beautiful piece of art. It's the art thing. You know, yeah. like the, I, I just think it's overhyped. Um, I mean, I, I'll, I'll read a couple of mine if you want. Yeah. Um, so, uh, super hard to cut for me was Midnight in Paris. Yeah. I rewatched Midnight in Paris and then was kind of like, oh, I think this was better the first time around. Okay. Um, same with Melancholia. Okay. I really like it, but I watched it again and was like, I definitely think I liked it better when I watched it the first time. And now this is the second time. And I'm like, it's still good, but it's not as amazing as I remember it being. Um... The the David Fincher girl with dragon tattoo. Mm-hmm. I really like the original, like the actual Swedish version of it. Yeah, but I also really fucking love this one. It's really good. But it like all three of those went in and out that, several that was, times. Those all three some, of those went in and out several some times. in and outs. Um, yeah. The Descendants. Yeah, uh, went in and out several times for me. Um, and then the, got got the uh, got the. Dean from Community and Oscar. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Jim Rash, um, baby. Uh, and then... Human Dalmatian Fetish, which is the, <laughs> the best gimmick on that show. It's so good. Um, and then the, the four for me that were the ones that were so hard going in and out constantly. Yeah. And, like, I'm going to be real mad that at least three of these aren't in my top ten. Yeah. Are uh, Headhunters. 
mm. from yep. Denmark. Mm-hmm. Um, Carnage, which is the that's, Roman um, Polanski film. That's one of the very few I still haven't mentioned. Yeah, was, was a Carnage was a last minute cut. It's so good. It's really it's good. So it's, funny. it's a cool concept. It's funny. It's so well written one, as well. One scene. One scene, one location, yeah. and like all of the characters change yeah. from one thing to another thing by the end. Yeah, it is so well written, and now I'm so mad it's not in my list. Yeah, no, I, that, I'm mad about that one too. I think the only, yeah, the only other ones I haven't mentioned. Yeah, yeah, going up to a second ago, the two I hadn't mentioned were Carnage, and one that I'm pretty sure is on your list. I'm super mad it's not on my list. Uh, Samsara. I couldn't fit it. Scott, I got bad news for you. I know. It didn't make it. It didn't make it. It got, it was, it was literally the thing that was in 10. Yeah. That got knocked out and replaced by something else for me. It was. It is beautiful. Yeah. It is a fucking rad movie, but I just, uh, too many things all at once. I'm, not the movie, just like, there were too many things for me to put in the 10. Yeah, no. And I think because I had just seen it. Yeah. That it was, like, because it was so fresh in my mind, I'm like, I love this. It has to be in. But I think but, maybe over time, if I saw it again, I would be like, this is still really cool, but, like, it, I, I would pick it apart more, right? Yeah. But, like, oh, it's it, it's cool, but, like, uh, I just... Yeah. Because I, I, I was saying I I, uh, I had seven that had to be in my top ten for sure. Mm. and uh, Sorry, I had, I had eight that had to be in my top ten for sure, and then three... To take the last two spots. Mm. And Samsara was one of the it three. It was the third it, one it, that it was didn't the third make one. it in. Yeah. Um, the only one I have left, and I am I am not happy about saying this oh. out loud in front of you, Scott Henson. Trouble brewing. Uh, a separation. Ooh. Get. I fucking loved it, but like, it just, there's so many things to cut. There's so many things. <laughs> I just, I just couldn't cut it. I had to cut this instead of something else. But it, it, last night was like, seven or eight. Wow. And then just like shuffled wow. down and like, <laughs> I don't know, but you, you definitely said a couple that are on my list in yours. You said a couple that are on my so list. So I'm imagining yours. that we don't have you... very similar lists. So last time so, we had, we had six, the same six of 10, we... no same placement, no same placement. So no, so kisses, no kissing. Unfortunately, um, today also might not be some kisses. Uh, who, who's to say we, we guessed before, we went on air that we'd have four the same. We're calling it the Shelton Benjamin. The gold standard. The gold standard is, is that we six. think we'll have six of ten similar. That's sort of like the most years average. Yeah, we think less this, this year. We think four, four, maybe five, but probably four. Yeah. Um, over unders at four and a half. Over unders four and a half. Uh, Place your bets now. Is that everything? Do you have everything that you didn't? I've said everything that's not on a list. Yes. <laughs> okay. Done. Um, so now, which is maybe one of the more fun parts, is the worst yep. of 2011. Uh, for me, I think there are two, two very, very high in the all-time worst. I disagree. There are three. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, one of the ones that I put in, uh, I don't know why I saw it. I saw it in theaters. I probably saw it with Kelly. I Don't ask me why we thought it was a good idea. It could have been on a date, maybe, maybe with Kelly. Who knows? <laughs> Um, the funny thing is, I forgot what it was called, so I just (laughs) wrote down, like, the joke name for it, but now I know what it was. Um, uh, I wrote it down as Steampunk Musketeers, but it's just The Three Musketeers. It was Uh. a 
Paul W. S. Anderson. Ooh, the good film, Paul Anderson, starring of course Mila Jovovich. Because why wouldn't it be? Um, of but like straight up, it was just like steampunk uh, Three Musketeers, and, and it like was bad and stupid. None of it makes any sense. <laughs> like there's no enjoyable parts of it. I I now that you mention it, I vaguely recall it existing. I definitely haven't seen well, it. Like. I, I will give you a kiss for every non-Mila Jovovich actor you can name in that movie. Skeet Ulrich. Uh, <laughs> I, you, just gotta, you just gotta start blasting so that you get some kisses. Patrick Wilson. Jason Patrick. Jason Lee. Jason Lee, Momoa. Lee Marvin. <laughs> I don't know if you could actually name... Are any of the Musketeers could... people? Uh, yes. You, but I don't think you would, like, be able to, like, you'd have to make a, a thousand guesses I, before yeah, you get one. I would just be naming names. Actors Not in, unlike I did in the 60s for The Blacklist. Uh, Christoph Waltz is in it. Okay. But not as a musketeer. I'm guessing not a musketeer. Mads Mikkelsen. Okay. Uh, Logan Lerman is the main kid. Is that Boz's? Boz Lerman? Cousin? Cousin? Son. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Orlando Bloom. Okay. Uh, Ray Stevenson, Luke Evans, Matthew McFadden. Like, they're, they're, they're not people yeah. that, but yeah. It, I don't know why we thought it was like, yeah, let's, let's see. This seems cool. He makes good movies. And then we went. Based, based on all the Resident, Resident Evil movies. <laughs> all seven of them or six of them or whatever. Uh, but yeah, so that's one of my worsts. Okay. What's your, do you want to do my, my worst? I'll do my worst. Um, the other one is, um... The Green Hornet. Wow, neither of your two are my three. Really? I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's worse. Green Hornet's a great pick. I'm sure there's really bad ones that I've forgotten about, but like, just like Green Hornet, like, way to take something that could have been amazing and ca- make horrible casting decisions. Very strange. Horrible, Very strange. Horrible just, like, directing and production decisions. Yeah. Um, and, like, you took... Because, like, the guy who plays Kato mm-hmm. is not... Kazuchika Okada, <laughs> as it should have been, um, but like he's like a big star in China, and they literally made him like a nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> like uh, they ruined like what could have been a very cool idea by putting Seth fucking Rogen in it. Very, yeah, so strange. Why? So strange. What, what in his canon of films has made you order. think he would be good in a kind of actiony role? Yeah, like a noir action superhero. Terrible. Almost. Yeah, terrible, and um, easily number one for me. Uh, is Jack and fucking Jill. Okay, we have one. We have one. <laughs> Jack say. and Jill is maybe, like, it's one of those movies that they would, like, like, in a, mo- in a movie or TV show, and there would be a fake poster for something that. of a fake movie, that's Jack and Jill. Adam Sandler, two roles. Two roles. One of them... One... One of them is bent. being sexually uh, chased by Al Pacino yeah, playing as himself. himself. Yep. Uh, it just, what a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I am glad that Adam Sandler has redeemed himself for this movie and a movie next year that will also be on the list. But, hey, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, he, he definitely redeemed himself in 2019 for discretions he made in 2011, 2012, and... 2015 and 13 16? and 14 and like, yeah. 15 like, 16 17 18 like, 2009 2008 2007 I'm just saying of the decade I mean yes. really every year besides 2002 for Punch Drunk Love Trunk and, and 1995 and 6 for Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore and maybe funny people well, you have to see it 
We'll see. So we'll see. If but... I, if I can set aside the three and three more hours for it, <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Although I I was able to watch uh, the Irishman, the last Best Picture nominee I needed because I because I need to see all the Best Picture nominees before the Oscars. <laughs> Uh, the Irishman from uh, the hours of 2.30 to 6 a.m. the day of the Oscars. Oh, the Oscars. Good for you. You're, yeah. you're a lot stronger than me. So I'll see if I can squeeze her in. Uh, what, what did you have? Uh, Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill. Um, all three comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess technically mine are all three comedies. They're just action comedies. <laughs> the Three Musketeers? Yeah, it was, it was like a comedic action-y movie. Weird. Yeah. Uh, so my first other one is a sequel to a legitimately great comedy that, uh, we we had high hopes for going in and then, uh, could not have disappointed harder. Uh, the hangover part two, it was trash. (laughs) The first one is legitimately really, really funny. Really solid comedy. It's a really good comedy. And the second one, just like redid jokes from the first one but worse yeah and like the plot was worse and everything was worse everything was worse it sucked it was just a bummer it was no fun yeah. and the other one i'm surprised you didn't i might have forgotten about it, i think you were there unless is this my ragret this could be your ragret you might have to get the tattoo mm. uh one of the most fun viewing experiences for me because I got to watch... I wasn't there. You weren't there. Okay. I wasn't there. I watched it years later on my own. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you might not have been. Yeah, so I guess it was... I guess it was me... Kelly Dan. Dan Chewy and Kelly, maybe? Or yes. just me, Dan and Kelly? Something like maybe. that. Anyway. Uh, Who? One of my favorite viewing experiences, because <laughs> I got to watch Kelly watching it. Yes. And that movie And Ke- is Kelly have a full-on meltdown. Full meltdown. Bucky Larson, born to be a star. The Nick Swardson starring vehicle. Starring. Which has never happened Pro- before or since. Produced, produced by Sandler. Produced by Sandler. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's... I would watch it again. I would, I would watch it again with people. Because oh, yeah. I watched it by myself, Ooh. and I was just like, this is bad, but like... It's so bad. I mean, it's got one of it's the worst B-plots The most insane time. B-plot of all time. It's terrible. The waitress who wants to be a better waitress. <laughs> but can't hold a train. But is bad at holding trains. It's... I'm like Christina Ricci, like, coming out of the woodwork. Coming out of like, retirement. Yeah, like, at, at like, at like 30. Here, here's, here's Wednesday Adams. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's absolutely nuts. It's garbage. Yeah. It is complete trash. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's, you know what? It's my number one. <laughs> of the decade. Of the decade. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, the only other before we get to the list is the, what we've, we've kind of call the, the favorite that's not on the list. The, the, even the other ones are the honorable mentions. These yeah. are like the number 11s, the still really good, but didn't make the list. Yeah. It's like any, kinda... any combination of like honorable mention, number 11, guilty pleasure, favorite that's not on the list, whatever, mm-hmm. like whatever that is. Yeah. Two, two of my three have already been named by you. Uh, one of course was the Liam Neeson wolves driven the gray. I thought it would, I thought uh, it would, yeah. Fucking love that movie, yeah. but I, but I admit it is not a good movie, but I <laughs> yeah. fucking love that movie. Sure. Um, the other one is, for me is, none of my three have been mentioned yet. No. Oh. Um, is Moneyball. Okay. Um, 
I personally am a man who very much likes like the behind the scenes like uh, going ons of sports. Like I really like that stuff. The I, nerdy side of sports. the nerdy side of sports because like I mean you know for me like an NHL trade deadline is like a, is a fun day for me. Yeah. Um, there's a movie in 2015 that will also be on my favorites list that is very much like that as well. Moneyball 2. Moneyball 2. Moneyballier. <laughs> uh, or Ballers. Um. Moneyballers. You know, baller, Ballers and this movie. Like, I, I really do like the seeing behind the scenes of, like, trades and, and contracts and moving people. Like, yeah. that's the stuff that I like in my real life with actual sports. So for me, that's it. And the other one... I am I am ashamed to say out loud Uh-oh. because it's probably on your top ten, maybe. Hard to say, but it might be on my favorites. I think a couple weeks ago I mentioned <laughs> to you that there was one that I wasn't sure if it was going to be number one or not on the list at all. This is that. This is that. I think I know what it is. It and is I think it's on my favorites. Okay, it is one of the. It is one of my favorite movie viewing experiences of all time. It is yes. Um, we are talking about the same thing. Simply because of one Kelly Summers. Yes. But also... He really does He He somehow makes movies either much better or much worse. Only 20, but only in 2011. <laughs> yeah. Since then, he's been a drag. <laughs> queen. He's a drag queen now. Yeah. Um, But not only that, but like we went into it with no expectations, thinking it was something completely different than what it was. Which is the best way to go into it. Which is the best way to go into me, And it was so much fucking fun. And yes. I've probably seen it like... 10 times since then because I show people it, right? It's yeah. one of those movies along the lines of like like uh, Roar or uh, <laughs> yeah. like Catfish or whatever for you. Yeah. Like it's it's a thing where you go, have you never seen this movie? It's fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, that is Cabin in the Woods. Yes. Um, went into it expecting it just to be a generic horror movie. Yeah. I don't even know why we decided to go, I guess because Joss Whedon just was Whedon. involved and we were yeah. just like, we were right, just let's Whedon. just go. Yeah. It was like a Saturday night. We had nothing to do. Yeah. So we're like, fuck it, let's go. And like, man, it fucking delivers. It's so good. Like between Richard Jenkins and Bradley Watford, the best buddy buddy coffee. duo. Like, like they should just do a bunch of movies together. They they or they should just do like prequels to this movie. With yeah. Oh, prequel just would be great. The two of them. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? But like the just mer- like a like, lower budget prequel with yeah, them, that'd be fine. Good, yeah. Like they're both great actors. Yeah. And they've both done a lot of cool things since then. Yep. Like they've both been in big name. Like one won an Oscar. Like. Yeah. So like. um... Like they, so they, that all of the cool c- creature creations, yeah, all of the like references to other horror movies and horror franchises, yeah, the references to, and just like the the meta ness of it, yeah, the meta like and and like the perfectly placed comedic parts, yeah, like just I think one of I think probably my favorite scene in the entire movie is um, I know my favorite scene when they go in the woods. And yeah. it's Chris Hemsworth and that girl, and they're, like, kind of, like, he's trying to fuck her, and she's mm-hmm. not really into it. So they release that, like, neurotoxin that makes them want to bang. Yeah. And then when um, when they're, like, waiting for the tits, and they really want the tits, <laughs> and then they show their tits. And there's just this one frame, one scene, where they just cut to Richard Jenkins, and he's looking at the, cam- uh, the, at the monitor that they're watching the thing on. With this, like, lustful gaze of just, like... <laughs> like, he's, like, in so in awe of seeing breasts. And, like, it, it is absolutely my favorite part of the fucking movie. That's really good. I'll tell you my favorite part is nearer the end. Uh, Brad Whitford's character... You know what I'm going Yeah, for. of course. Yeah. Of course. Brad it's Whitford's character great. has has wanted, cause of the many monster options... Uh, he is always rooted for the merman. The merman. <laughs> and then when all the monsters are out and about at the end, uh, Brad Whitford uh, is about to meet his fate at the hands of the fabled merman. 
and and his reaction <laughs> is so good. It's, it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> It's amazing. I, I, I think also with that is like when when the murder family gets chosen and he's so disappointed. He's like, he had the conch in his hand. He, <laughs> he was, could have. He was so close. <laughs> like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, I just like every, like there isn't a bad part of that movie. No. Like everything in that movie is super enjoyable. Like when, like just between like the bedding and like the list of things written on the board the board is great, like, because I remember right when the movie came out, everyone was trying to find a still a scoop, yeah, a of the board, because yeah. you don't see it for, you don't see it long enough in the movie to read it. And yeah, you only get, like, little bits and pieces, and, yeah. you, and, like, you don't know what's coming, Yeah. so you can't, like, focus your attention on what's happening. Yeah. But there's, like, Raping Tree from, uh, from, Evil, <laughs> from Dead, Evil Dead, and there's, like, you know, there's, like, the knockoff Cenobites from uh, Hellraiser and stuff, yeah. like, it's it's got so many cool, like, little Easter eggs and stuff, but then just, like, the characters are playing stereotypes, but, like, they're being forced into stereotypes. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I mean, everything about it is just... And, like, the first... So rad. The first reveal that, uh, that it's, like, a contained area. Mm-hmm. The, like, the motorcycle. The motorcycle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fucking great. And, like, having such a huge star, like, at the very beginning of his, like, rise... Yeah. ...was, like, really funny that he's kind of the first one to go. Yeah. And it's like, oh, like, Chris Hemsworth should have been the lead but like <laughs> but was not it's not <laughs> yeah you know and the lead ends up just being like random stoner and random girl yeah like, like the, neither one of them were like anything. The, the nerd from dollhouse <laughs> yeah like uh yeah so th- those are my like honorables favorites guilty pleasures i mean they're all guilty pleasures all three of them are guilty pleasures yeah um yeah i had cabin in the woods mm-hmm. um yeah so i i was telling you i had two that i really wanted to just legit be in the top 10 yeah because I think they're deserving of it, but like they're not prestige movies; they're just awesome movies. Mm. So those two are Cabin in the Woods and The Raid Redemption. Mm. The Raid Redemption is one of the best action movies of all time. Yeah, and absolutely. like, and maybe the best fight choreography of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so good; it's mm-hmm. crazy. Like, it's filmed in a country where there are no safety regulations. Yeah. Why would they? So be? people just got hurt. Everybody, yeah, everyone got hurt. Everyone got everyone hurt. got hurt. And it's and it was more awesome for it. Yeah. Like, I don't know what else I could say besides, if you have not seen it or haven't heard of it, like, go see The Raid Redemption. Yeah. If you, like, just... X-Factor on an open, broken doorway. Yeah. And, like, and just a movie that so doesn't fuck around. Mm. It does not bother with anything besides fighting. Just fighting. Just fighting and guns. Yeah. That's all it is. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, The, the Raid 2 is also really cool, uh, but it has, like, a story. Yeah, they, they tried a little harder. This one's a video game. Yeah. Just, yeah. just different levels of a building, yeah, with different fights, just different, different bosses, sort of, but not really. Yeah, yeah, it rules. And the other one, uh, I consider putting in the top ten. Uh, would have liked to, to spite you. <laughs> well, that would have been Tree of Life if you had put that. That would True. be a spite. But one I legitimately like, and you legitimately don't, uh, the artist. 20 Oscars 2012 best picture winner. Uh you are I know you're against it. And I understand the yeah, reason. I told you it. why I was against it. I'm like it's not so much that I like hate it. Yeah. I just think that it was You don't like what it stands. It was gimmicky. For. It like, was to, to yeah. me it was a it was a it was an Oscar bait movie. It was like sure. what is a weird thing we can do that people will pay attention to us and get us stuff. Yes. Kind of. Because like the the idea of it, I don't hate the idea of it, mm-hmm. but I just feel like the there it could have been a better movie, uh-huh. right? Like 
because I the the whole concept of it being like this is a guy who's a silent film star at the end of silent films. Mm. Like, I don't feel like it was depressing enough. <laughs> like, it really should have been. Because, like, if the guy's whole career was that he's that? never spoken on camera, he's just a silent film star, like, it was too upbeat and happy for me. It should have been more depressing. Sure. I, I think it was, uh... I think it was pretty true to the way silent films, like, 20s and 30s silent films actually played out. Because I, I think, I don't think there are a lot of depressing type sound oh, there are some but like most do play out like this and like my my experience with the artist was um i i didn't see it before the oscars then it won best picture i'm like okay i guess i should see the best picture um i sort was of, in the same boat sort of the same thing i did with like slumdog millionaire because I, I definitely saw that after it won why you? Why that you, one I'm more angry about. Why are you throwing your hands up at me? Should have seen that movie beforehand. I don't know. Danny Boyle makes good movies. I know Danny Boyle makes good movies. Oh, Danny Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> um, yeah, and I went in, and uh, without seeing it, I had your opinion, and maybe even stronger. I'm like, fuck this gimmicky shit. I went in prepared to, and maybe even wanting to hate it. And then I was so charmed by it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was executed very well. I really liked the ending where they said an out loud word mm-hmm. at the end. I thought that was very cute. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, when John Goodman said the N-word at the end of The Artist. Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> Who let the N-word in the frame? Yeah, I thought that was a bold choice. I mean, he said it before on camera. Why can't he say it again? That's true. Uh, but yeah, I I just th- I thought it was well executed. I thought, um, and I agree. I'm sure the initial concept of it was what's an an interesting thing we can do that will get us attention. I'm sure that was the idea behind it. But they did it, and and I thought it worked. So there you have it. We can no longer be friends. With this we podcast, can no so longer be friends on this podcast. Also, Tree of Life number one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually glad you didn't put Tree of Life in your top ten because I would have been we would have had some choice words. It wasn't. It wasn't overly hard to cut. Right. It was good, one of my first good, cuts. Good. I thought you might do it as, like, number 10 just to spite me. But luckily, you had too many other things to cut. Yeah. And, all, and also, the artist could have easily been number 10 to spite you. There's a lot of potential number 10 spites. But we didn't make it. Um, okay. Well. Favorites are over. Worst's over. Hans are over. Yep. Let's get to this most frustrating of lists. It's a tough one. But it's going to get worse going forward. Yeah. Uh, like I said, my six to ten moved around four times. A bunch of the movies that I had listed previously were in, then were out, yep. then were in, then were out. <laughs> um, so I guess, uh, let's just, uh, begin like we begin. I'll give you my ten, because it's already been mentioned oh. in your cuts. Yes, ma'am. Uh, David Fincher's The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Hmm. I thought it was really well done. I think it's one of the best American remakes of a European movie you're going to see. I would agree. Giving giving it to the in the right hands. Yes. You know, like a trusted director who has a very specific style that works. Yeah. Uh, also, Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor again. Yep. Which He's seems to be a good combination. The second of them. And, and it I, gets better from there. I just realized uh, 2010 and 11, uh, David Fincher, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, my number 10. There you go. Social Network last year. Keep, keeping a trend going. What's yep. next year? 
What did, they, uh, what did Fincher do in 12? What's the next Fincher after... I, I couldn't tell you. I'll look it up. You can talk. Uh, my number 10. Uh, I, a very international flavor for me, because I like international cinemas. Uh, number 10. I, I like calling them cinemas. From Belgium. Uh, Bullhead. Okay. Uh, I don't, did you <clears throat> see it? I didn't see it. Oh. The next Fincher is Gone Girl. Oh. 2014. Also your number 10. Um, you don't know. Bullhead. And nothing from Gone Girl until Mindhunter? No, because he was, he was... What are you doing? He was working on Mindhunter that whole time. That's a long time. And I think he was just taking a break, I think. I guess. what they were saying. Um, but yeah, Bullhead, uh, <coughs> Belgian film about a man who raises cattle, but is also... And a, has a bull's head? And has a bull's head. Is he a minotaur? He's a, min- he's a minotaur. <laughs> um... He's dealing with uh, an uh, like an unnamed childhood trauma until much later in the film when you find out. Touching? No. Uh, he's so he's he raises bulls and and cattle. Uh, his father is this just rams with a different animal? It's just Belgian rams. Okay. Um, his father's got um, like hasn't really spoken in years because of some the trauma that happened. Touching. It's not touching. Mm. It's not touching. It's child on child violence. Okay. Um, sexual violence. No sexual ah! violence. But uh, it's got a, a, a no, n- not quite known actor Matthias Schonortz, who will also be in my 2012 as well. Is he a defenseman for the Pittsburgh Penguins? That sounds like a hockey player. <laughs> oh, I mean, he's Belgian, and that's close enough to. Germany and Sweden, and they all play I, hockey. I hear Matthias. I assume they're a hockey sure. player. Um, but yeah, it's it's really do- like I don't want I want people to watch it, and I want you to watch it. So I don't want to give a spoilers. You late. should have told me to watch it. Maybe it's, it would, maybe it would. Have I don't know. Drastically it, it was nominated for best foreign language film at the Oscars. Who's I assumed you'd look at them and who's be like, got the time? You. I've seen two movies. You have all the time in the world. Gets very dark towards the end. The reveal of what happens is very very fucked up he's you know he he does a lot of steroids because he's sweet uh one like you know he's uh a hired goon for some people on the side he also does some boxing now There's does a girl he do, he's in love with does he do a lot of steroids get pretty huge and yet is somehow phenomenally weak not naming any names of people we know no <laughs> okay because he's because he's into bulls not sheep okay uh, but yes, that's my number 10. Direct call out. <laughs> that, yeah. That was also my, that was my number nine that bumped down to number 10 when something else moved into number nine to knock something out of time. Of course. Yeah. As it does. Yeah. Anyways, that was my number 10. Niner, uh, good segue, uh, with you mentioning fucked up and dark. Sheep? Nope. No. Just fucked up and dark. Uh, number nine, I greatly enjoyed because uh, it is, excuse me. it features an irredeemable character and I really <laughs> like them. I find them relatable. Yeah, 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 of course. We need to talk about Kevin. We need. We need. To talk about Kevin. To talk about Kevin. We need to talk about, we need to talk about Kevin. Yes. Kevin. Oh, I wish your name was Kevin. Because <sighs> then I could say we need to talk about, we need to talk about Kevin, Kevin. We could get Kevin here. Let's get Kevin here. <laughs> Uh, well, let's talk about it because it's fucking dark. <laughs> it's so dark. I love it. It is. It's the story of a school shooter, but an unconventional school. Unconventional. Shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not which I respect. Semi-automatic. Yeah. Yeah. Very <laughs> manual and not. Yeah. Not automatic. Not yeah. semi-automatic. Yeah. Uh, I love 
everything about him. <laughs> yeah. He's he spoke to you on levels that no one else will understand. He's yet. the hero of the movie to me. And Tilda, <laughs> Tilda Swinton is the bad guy. <laughs> um, I bet you there's people that watched that movie and thought like that. Yeah. People. <laughs> yeah. Tiger people. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh it's great. I like all the stuff he does as a younger kid, even as almost a baby pretty much, like when yeah. he's like still fucking with her. Yeah. Uh, like, like only cries when she's around and then is like, sort of like fake, as fake nice as a baby can be to John C. Riley. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. And then like nothing beats getting caught as a teenager, jerking off by your mom and then looking at her in the eye and finishing. (laughs) And just continuing to master that is how you do it. That is a power move and I respect it. Power top move. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's an in, like you don't see a lot of movies like this. No, not a lot of these movies. Get it's made. a very different, movie. and especially like the stuff towards the end, like without because like we want people to see these movies. Yeah, but there is definitely like a moment when he starts the movie commits you know, to mm. the movie commits to a thing that a lot of other movies wouldn't he commits to a lot of things that other movies wouldn't, and also like doesn't give any redeeming qualities to the lead no because like he's evil there's a lot of times where movies that are like along the same idea or like yeah kind of same it gives you they, some reasons he's like that right, or, or there's a reason something. that you're like well he he cares about this one thing yeah, or no, this one person. he is irredeemably evil he has yeah he has no positive qualities to him and, and yeah. then the thing too is like there's there's times where you like don't even really have sympathy for tilda swinton yeah. Because she is just kind of... She's also kind of really unlikable. Kind of, yeah. You know, like, her character is really unlikable. Yeah. I, the only thing I liked about it was, like... The, but she has had a time. <laughs> she's had a time. Um, I really liked John C. Riley in it, even yep. though he's not that featured in it. Not as. Not but as much I, But I really is. like it when he does serious acting. Yeah. I think he's actually really good like at it. Like this and Carnage this year, he's great Carnage, at it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he's, he's solid. Um, my, my number nine that was off the list that was on the list and uh, already mentioned by you, uh, which is the Raid Redemption. Yeah, um, I, like I, I got no problem with it being on the ten. I, I really wanted it on my ten. It for me also kind of reinvented action movies for a bit. Yeah, because it was along the lines of like when you got all those Tony Jaa movies and like the Southeast Asian where like yeah like you said no protection no, no safety none which to me like it makes it so much better because it is real yeah um like it's it's relentless it like non-stop action yeah. super violent but like really creative violent very creative it wasn't yeah. just like you know headshots and killing people it was yeah. like fist fighting and like falling through holes in the floor <laughs> and like yeah, yeah just everything about it was like really rad and I just remember like I, I heard nothing about it yeah, and then when I saw it, it was like, like, why haven't they made this movie a hundred times already? Like, it's it was refreshing and kind of new in the like world yeah. of action fighting movies, right? Because there's so mm-hmm. many that are just the same movie. So yes, that was my number nine. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my number eight. Would you like? Yes, please. All right, you can have it. It is Elena hmm. by Andre Zivganitsev. Zivganitsev. Ziv, Z-Y, Z-V-Y-A-G-I-N-T-S-E-V. Zivya Gintsev, I think, is what I'm going to go with. That sounds all right. 
Andrei Zivyagintsev in Soviet right. Russia movie makes you. <laughs> I feel like uh, this man's name will be mentioned quite a bit on this podcast he's, series of series of podcasts. He's going to get some play in the 2010s. I wish. Let's say that. I wish he had made more movies because <laughs> I like yeah. him. He's uh, what has he made? How many has he he's made? He's made four. I think. One, two, three. Didn't he make one before Eleanor? Um, or maybe it was a short. Not in the 2010s. Oh, in the 2010s. No, he he has two two major ones before. He did uh, The Return in 2003, which I haven't seen, and The Banishment in 2007, which I have seen, and is also excellent. The one, the three in the 2010s, I feel like are going to get tons of play. Pretty good. Tons of play. Pretty, pretty good. I would wager to say that Elena is the worst of the three. Uh, I agree. And it's my number I, eight this I year. I agree, but only because the other two are so fucking solid. Yeah. I, but by the way, Elena's on my list and beat out a bunch of things I love. Yeah. So it's really yeah. good. And like neither one of us had seen it up until like December. No. Exactly. Or January. Yeah. Like it, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I saw this last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw it probably in this beginning of January. Yeah. I love, I love, okay. I love the way that he tells stories. Yeah, and like they're they're re- they're honestly like pretty basic. They're they're, they're basic very they're, simple. and like they're they're intimate. They're they're so the opposite of a Hollywood movie. Yeah, like you you just don't see that in in a bigger American movie. Yeah, like they I don't know why they won't do it. Like the the well, closest they'll get is Marriage Story, which is like it, it's not like Marriage Story is very indie. But like you know, it's you know, it's it's as close. It's as to close as you'll get as you can get for like a small intimate story. Yeah. Whereas like yeah, this is it's because Hollywood doesn't like to take risks because they want to make money. Yeah. Whereas international cinema is a lot of we don't have money, so let's focus on the yeah. story, right, or on the character. Yeah, they're not so much worried about selling Elena figures <laughs> <laughs> or lunch boxes. <laughs> um, yeah, posable Elena. <laughs> posable. Um. My number eight is the one that I had said to you that I think is very a very good, solid film. So, let me tell you this. The movie I think you're talking about, but don't know, is number seven for me. Which is funny. Which is damn close because to Because if kiss. it is, your number eight is my number seven. Interesting. We could have had two kisses. Oh, we had just switched two? Mm. So, so let's see if it's the one. Because I don't know if it's the one. I, but let's I, find out. I think it's let's a, find out together. I think it's a really cool movie. I really like the director. I like everything he's done. I I still think I'm right. Um, I think it's... Say some more things and then let me say the name of the movie. Okay. Because it's my number seven. So, I think it has it has a very cool style choice. Yep. The the score and music for it fit perfectly. Keep it is talking. really cool. It's got... It legitimately has two of my favorite... Like, uh, I don't want to call them character actors because they do have leading roles... But they're more kind of fit into, like, if there was a space between supporting role and lead role, yeah. they kind of fit into there, but they still get lead roles, but they still get supporting roles. Okay. But two of my mm-hmm. absolute favorite actors of all time, but I can't give you their names because I think it'll give it away. But you think you know it? Do you I th- think I know Do you it. think those were enough clues to get it? If I give you the names of Brian Cranston and, and Albert Brooks, Brooks... We're talking about Drive. We're talking we? about Drive. Yep. Okay, That's cool. That, so, the, the other day... Yes, yesterday, two days ago, I yeah. sent you a message. Yeah, so you sent me a message saying what? I think I said that I know that that 
this movie is well regarded. Like people love this movie. Yeah. So Drew didn't say what the movie was. I think it's about good. Movie. I think it's really good, but I think but it's some overhyped. people overrated. Yeah. I think it's way way overhyped because like Ryan Gosling is not great in it because he doesn't well, really he's... act. Yeah, that but that's what his character. He's is. just silent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His character is almost a blank slate. Yeah, yeah. but like. Like Brie Larson and everything. Just Brie Larson as a human. <laughs> um, right, because like, I, I feel like the, the parts of the movie that I enjoyed the most yeah. were the parts where there were other people, other people yeah. acting with Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Like like all of the Brian Cranston stuff, all the Albert Brooks stuff, all the like, um, uh, Oscar Isaac stuff. Yep. And the uh, Carrie Mulligan. Is that what it is? <laughs> it's either Carrie Mulligan or Michelle, <laughs> Michelle Williams. Williams. No, no one can be sure. They're the same. Yeah, no um, one can ever be sure. But I think it's overhyped. Like I just, yeah, I just again, think I, I good, think, but it's not as great as everyone thinks it is. I think the reason it's overhyped, and like we're not saying it's wildly overhyped. It's on both of our. It's top in panels. the top ten, and it beat out a bunch of other great yeah, stuff. It's like, his eight, my seven. Yeah. So like we like it. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I think the reason it's overhyped is because of the song. I think the song sure. is so cool yeah. that people attribute. The that whole coolness movie to the whole movie to that one song. Yes, I honestly think that's yeah. why. I mean, I really like the song. Yeah, no, it's, that, it's but, a great yeah. song and a, and a great soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think the, Cliff Martinez. Okay, yeah, good to know. Um, yeah, I think the music is what overhypes it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of like me with like the movie Hannah that I really like because, like, overall, it's just a. You know, it's a, it's a good spy movie, but uh-huh. like because the Chemical Brothers soundtrack, <laughs> yeah, and like it's oh, it's great. All all of it, the whole soundtrack is done by them. So uh, that is really crazy. That eight and seven, because like <sighs> my seven is Elena. Oh, we are and yours is oh, Drive. So we could have had two, two kisses. kisses, but I still think there's a couple things on this list that we could probably get kisses on. There's chances. So yeah, I, I mean, really quickly on Elena is that. I I absolutely loved the lead's performance. I thought she was amazing. She great. I thought she did a really good job of having to sort of be two different people. Yes. Which was amazing. Not like she's not actually playing two different characters, but like she has to deal with two different people. She's her family and her new husband, which for me, I really loved the fact that I didn't know they were actually together until a little bit later in the film. Yeah, it's not like immediately, like because it kind of no. just seems like she's just like his maid, living, yeah, or they're sleeping in like, separate per- beds, personal assistant or whatever. Yeah. Like, and oh, then, they're married, and then just like the the choice she has to make at the end, yeah, is like fucking. It's a good one. It, it's so cool. Yeah, it's such a cool movie. Um, but yeah, so I can't believe driving Elena were that close. God damn, could have had kisses. Yeah. Well, maybe number six could be a match. Who knows? It won't be. Oh. Because I've already said that it's you have not it, on my list. You have mentioned it as a hard cut. Oh. And this was a... Uh, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Bone chips on my elbow and I put it down on a... Oh, the worst. Oh, okay. Anyways, continue. Uh, numerosis. A separation. Mm. Also, a recent watch for me, because apparently I didn't watch any movies in 2011, so I had to watch them all now. Why not? Uh, but yeah. Uh, another, like... Small, intimate story with, like, interesting twists and turns. A lot of ambiguity. Mm-hmm. I like the... Uh, all the performances were good. Uh, the the father was really good. And I knew I knew him from something. I thought he was in another Far Howdy movie, but he's not. No. Uh, he's the dad in The Night Of. Mm-hmm. With, uh, with our boy Riz. Riz. Uh, Riz, Riz Patel. 
uh, brother of Dev Ahmed. <laughs> They're all the same. They're all they all look the same. They're all. <laughs> God, what a what a shitty thing I was about to say. <laughs> what I I I got angry myself. I was gonna say they're all a bunch of slum dogs. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, I I'm no happier with it than any of you are. Um, but yeah, the yeah I I do like I like an interesting plot, and this was an interesting mm-hmm. plot. Like. Uh, Husband and wife, uh, not doing well because wife wants to leave Iran. Husband does not. Uh, the wife is right because Iran is a hellhole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they separate. Husband hires a uh, housekeeper type to watch his uh, severely Alzheimer's-ridden father who he lives with mm-hmm. while while he's at work. And then uh, then he comes back one day. She's not there. Uh, when she should be, finds his father on the floor tied to the bed. Tied to the bed. Not, not a great look. <laughs> uh, not really what you want your employer to see when they come home early. Not really. And then, then she comes back, explains she had to leave for a minute and didn't want him to get out like he had the day before. And uh, he, uh, understandably, is extremely upset with her. And uh, they get into a big argument. He, like, shoves her out of the house and she has a miscarriage. Uh, but then from there, there are a lot of different little twists. Several and reveals. Reveals yeah. and what actually was the deal. And it was very interesting. I thought they, uh, the daughter that's sort of caught in the middle between the husband and wife did a really good job. And her character's interesting. And uh, it all worked really well. And I'm an, uh, I'm an Ascar Farhadi fan. I really liked the husband of the pregnant woman. I thought he was really good. Oh, uh, yeah, the... Because uh, like, he was insane. The, yeah, the insane fly... Oh, wait, uh, when he started hitting himself at yes. the end yeah, yeah. was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I like the scene when, um, when they're on the stairs at the apartment trying to argue, like, the angle of the have, push. Yeah. And he's just, like, losing his goddamn mind yes. about it. Like, oh, that was so good. Yeah. That was so good. Um, my number six was a movie that I recently watched last week, week four. Um, could have been higher because it like definitely had moved up and down a bit. Um, has one of the most bizarre second halves to a movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Interesting. Interesting. Um, it's, interesting. uh, interesting. Oh, okay. Are we, we're not the same. You have it on your list. You have to have it on your list. Yeah, 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 it's higher. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, it was at one point it was number three, and then it went uh, up and down a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, from Spain. Yep. Uh, the skin I live in. You bet. Uh, Antonio Banderas plays a former, like I guess he's like a pr- surgeon prodigy for plastic surgery, sort yeah. of. Like he's the number one plastic surgeon in the country. Yeah. Um, he has some. Some bad stuff happened to his wife. Yep. Um, and he decides to dedicate his life to re- being able to create human skin out of nothing. Pretty much. Essentially. Through, like, like transgenics and yeah. all, all kinds of, like, his, experimental and ethically dubious yes. means. Uh, mostly, <coughs> like... It, it, the start of the movie is it's kind of very vague about why he's doing it. Yeah. That it, but it is ultimately just, like... For his own gains, 
like for himself, sort for of, himself. Uh, to like make up for the the thing that happened to his wife because yeah. he couldn't save his wife essentially. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything because like That's the I thing. Want, you, you want people to watch the movie. You don't want to spoil it, but like. The, the the reveals at the end, the two reveals at the end, yeah. are just fucking bonkers. Crazy. Like, the craziest thing. I'm like, I had heard of the movie before I saw it, I just never saw it. But yes. I, I just thought it was, like, about experimental crazy plastic surgery. I like, thought it was a crazy plastic surgeon guy. And, who, like, uh, it was... Goes too... Well, so well, I mean, he does go too far. It was so... I like... Not what I thought it was Some of it is, like, some of the... the the details of the things that are said and done are so graphic. Yes. <laughs> or just like, so like you gotta, you visually see it in your head and you're like, this is disgusting. Cause it's so specific, <laughs> but like, it's so specific yeah. and graphic, but man, was it fucking rad. It's so good. It's like, it's peak Antonio. Yeah. Antonio's so good in it. Yeah. He's, everyone's he's a, good. He's amazing in it, but it's like, it's one of the best Antonio performances. It's, uh, I also love, I love that I saw a more recent Pedro Elmodovar Elmodovar. um, movie before this, that being Pain and Glory, also starring Antonio Banderas, which got him nominated this year. Uh, Because it's, because that movie is basically autobiographical about the director, Elmodovar, um, who, uh, the, the two things you take away are gay and heroin addict. And that's fun knowing that going back and watching older movies because I feel like he weaves heroin into a lot of his yeah. other movies. You write what you know, especially this one. So he was clearly at like the height of opium dependency in this movie between the craziness and just actual use of opium. Actual use of, yeah, and, so, and putting it into his movie like yeah. I like it, so everybody else. I likes like it. it. They'll like it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's opium. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, yeah, it is even high. It is quite high for me, Uh-oh. I will say. Yeah. Uh-oh. It's all right. <laughs> I spoiled it for you. Um, yeah, it, I, I will say it's not my number one. Okay. I will say it could have been my number one. If had he, something else not been number one? If he had done what... Well, had something oh, else not been number one. The, the one thing you wanted to happen. Yeah. If, I also wanted to <laughs> if he had, If he had given someone... Uh, a fitting comeuppance <laughs> for for what they did instead of just killing them like a boring guy. <laughs> yeah, and like the the thing with the killing too was that it didn't seem like it really affected him that much as a person. Nah, you know, like he kind of almost immediately just went back to like because well, like uh, <laughs> oh, it's really hard to not spoil it, I but know. like he went from that. To just, like, this big event happens where he ends up killing someone. Yeah. But then, like, his emotions change, but not to the thing you'd think it would change to. Correct. Right? Like, that's such a weird choice to make, but it worked really well. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, could have been number one if he had done the right thing with his brother. Could have been my number three. But... I mean, the, the brother, like, the brother... Gave him like gave him every opportunity, every like, chance. He showed up in the in, in the, the right in the in the right uniform. The right uniform. He and dressed for the job you want, exactly. not the job you have. Exactly. He was dressed for the job he wanted, and Antonio did not give it to him. What a shame! I wish he would give it to me. <laughs> one, one, one day. One day. A girl can dream. A girl can dream. That's it. That is that is it for my number six. Is your number five, sir? Oh right. Um. 
Now, none of us have said this movie, and I know you like it, so I'm cautiously optimistic about a kiss here. Right. Um, I know, like, if I was to say to you, <laughs> just in general, Drew, who are the bad guys? Well, I'll tell you who the bad guys are. Who's that? Russia. The, Drew, you know that's not the answer. China. No. America. Andrew. North Korea. Mm. Who are the bad guys? Natives? <laughs> They're not great, no. but who are the bad guys? Israel? Israel the bad guys. <laughs> but every now and then they make a good-ass movie. <laughs> and that movie is Footnote. I thought this movie was a delight. An- another really fun plot concept. Like, curmudgeonly borderline autistic <laughs> old Talmudic scholar who has like dedicated his life to like this very specific research and then uh, then like a big research thing he was doing for years got fucked over by someone else and he's never been like that accepted by the community even though he's obviously like really good at what he does and he's doing like good scientific research I mean as scientific as you can get about a fucking bible <laughs> but, but whatever pays the bills and then one day finally gets the call after waiting for 20 odd years that he's receiving the israeli prize which is a big thing in the field and then it turns out whoops we meant to call your son <laughs> and they call the son in and the son's like well you can't do this it will literally (laughs) kill him he will die he'll actually die and then just everything that proceeds from there uh including but not limited to after the son saying you have to give it to my dad and giving up the award that is rightfully his uh the dad shit talking his son to the newspaper (laughs) which is so funny so funny so damn funny (laughs) Um, Son and, has nothing but the best intentions for the father. Yeah. Father has nothing but contempt for the son. It rules. <laughs> I thought the son's performance was great. Yeah, the son was really good. Father's really good. Father doesn't have as much screen time as the son. Yeah. Um, but and, yeah. he, and he's just, there's a lot of it where he's just an old curmudgeon. Yeah, he, he's a little more one-dimensional. Uh, but the I thought the son did an awesome job. Mm-hmm. And I, I would like to see other stuff he's in. Because I bet he's good. Because I think, I assume that's the only thing I've seen him in. It's not like I watch a... A lot of Israeli film. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, a lot, I watch a lot of film with Israelis in it, but mm. it's certainly not going that well for them in the films I watch. E- I, Are you looking them up? Oh no! I the um, the actor who plays the dad has oh the fucking best name. His first name. Oh is yeah, Shlomo. Shlomo. Yeah, I oh, remember seeing a Shlomo in the credits. Fucking rad. Yeah, <laughs> that is the Jewish Jewish Judy name. <laughs> Um, well, depending on how you, what you see going forward... So might I see something in the future? You are going to see a 2013 movie with him in it, unless you've already seen it. Big Bad Wolves? You haven't seen it yet, right? I have seen Big Bad. Oh yeah, he's He's in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good in that too. There you go. It's a good movie. So, uh, you've seen two movies with him. I saw saw that at my first film festival in 2013. 2013. Scott? Good news, bad news. Uh Uh-oh. You want the good news or the bad news? I would like the bad news. Bad news is, when I rewrote my list, I forgot to put it in my honorable mentions, so ah. there's no kisses. Okay. Good news is, I really like that fucking movie, <laughs> <laughs> but when I had to rewrite my list four times, I forgot to carry it over. It happens. Um, my number five's already been mentioned uh, in your Hans. 
Okay. And I am I am not ashamed to say that it is my number five of the year because you're gonna call me a baby. Uh oh. Oh, my I name am. is Puss in Boots. Sick. Puss in Boots. It's really good. I rewatched it last week just yeah. to, just to remind myself. If you take away everything else in that fucking movie and just make it all of the cat-related puns and cat-related <laughs> things he does, yeah, it is. Give that man the ten thousand dollars, <laughs> Oscar for a lifetime achievement in cinema. It is so fucking funny and like there are so many things i had missed where like the name of the club that the cats live in was originally the glitter box nice. but the g is burnt out so uh, it says litter box pretty good and the fact that he gets distracted by a mirror with a light in the middle of conversation <laughs> uh like everything about it is the best thing ever more peak antonio yes <laughs> and back and back to back antonio Bendis back to me. back antonio but like I could watch that movie every year, and it would never get old. <laughs> like, it is so funny. And, like, Zach Galifianakis is amazing in it. Yep. Um, uh, Salma Hayek is amazing in it. It is where I got my wrestling name from. Which I didn't know until her, you told me, like, a week or two her ago. Her name is Kitty Softpaws. Yeah, I had forgotten that. Uh, I, she, I, haven't, I haven't seen Puss in Boots in a long time. She can steal but... anything, and she had her claws removed. That's right. So, but there's, there's <coughs> like, oh, I mean, there, there's a million scenes in it that are they're amazing. But there's one scene when the reveal... There's the, there's the big eyes. There's the big... I mean, of course I the mean. big eyes. The big eyes is, is, is me. There's one scene where when Humpty Dumpty reveals that he's, like, kind of been working with the bad guys. And then he says, I've been there the entire time. And it just cuts back to all these Flashes. scenes from earlier in the movie where he clearly wasn't there. Yeah. But then he just, like, appears. Like, he'll, like, poke his head up from behind somebody. Or just, like, he's in the background with a mustache on. And, yeah. like, oh, it's... I love that. <laughs> yeah, like, like, it's so it, good. yeah, because they play it like the like the ending reveal of a thriller. Yes, yeah, yeah, but like, it doesn't make any sense. But it's bullshit. <laughs> it's complete bullshit. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It yeah. is so good. And then like, there's a one line where uh, Kitty Softpaws like steals his boots from him, and yeah. then she like holds them up and goes like, "Hmm, that's a pretty big heel for a guy." <laughs> that's right. It's so good. Good line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it! I yeah. love it. <laughs> That's great. I, I I do not begrudge you that. Had you put like some fucking Pixar in there or something, then we there was no Pixar. Then, then we'd have there's Pixar in 2012. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll see what happens next year. Uh, yeah, but I do not begrudge you putting that in. That's yeah. uh, it's a delight. I yeah, if I because it's from Shrek, right? Yeah, he was in uh, Shrek two. I have and Shrek four. I have minimal Shrek experience. I saw Shrek 2 on a bad date, mm -hmm. and I didn't... What was his name? Oh, you got me, friend. Ah. You know what's funny? Spurn. Oh, you put out a cigarette on me. I, honest to God, cannot remember her name. Hmm. Well, not like it matters. It doesn't. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm I'm post-women now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is also my favorite cereal. <laughs> <laughs> post-women. I mean, when you're a Volcel... Yeah, <laughs> not like you. Uh, it doesn't matter. Asexual Volso. Um, did you see? Did you see Shrek Four when, so, he's, when he's fat, Puss in Boots? No. Oh, we, yeah. We're, so we're gonna watch that later because that is great. <laughs> yeah. So, so my Shrek experience. Yeah, didn't see one. Uh, two on a bad date. I uh, didn't see three, but I have a fun three story, hmm. which I, I'm sure I told you. Uh, I was flying. Uh, 
I was flying to Rhode Island, and I or I think Boston Airport. So I took the very uh, convenient route of uh, Seattle, Houston, Boston. A uh, big V across big v. the entire United States. Big V. Uh, so I don't know which of the two flights it was on, but uh, when they were doing the uh, initial announcements on the flight, uh, blah, 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 safety precautions, here's how you use a seatbelt, dum-dum. Yep. And our in-flight movie will be Shrek the Third, to, uh, to which the adult woman in front of me flying by herself threw her hands in the air and said, yes! <laughs> no. <laughs> which was, no! Which was... Awesome. I hate. I hate. It's all I'm programmed to do. I hate. Uh, that was. Did, did she have a Tinkerbell tattoo on her calf? <laughs> like I, it would. I'd be surprised if she didn't have some Disney tattoo somewhere. She seemed like the type. But Gross. I, I really enjoy that. That that made my flight. That and the drugs. That and the drugs. Nah, it's I was, always. The I drugs. wasn't doing drugs on flights then. Which, uh, what a. Massive missed opportunity. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Best flight was flying back from England in 2009 after a number of wrestling shows. And going into the shows, uh, I had like some various like minor injuries and a fractured tailbone. And a uh, fractured tailbone on an eight-hour flight sucks. Uh, so one of the... Uh, the wrestlers on one of the shows, shout out to Steve-O, my man, uh, gave me one of the morphine pills that he stole from his grandma. Yeah. And it was the best flight! Fucking love it. So good. And, yeah, and then just lately I just do Oxyon flights and it's great. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Where was I? You're number four, madam. Number four. Has been mentioned. Not on your list. Uh, Melancholia. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really cool movie. I thought there were some really good performances. I found Kirsten Dunst extremely relatable in that uh, I I could see me uh, crying and taking a nap on my wedding night. <laughs> that seems about right. In your wedding dress? In my wedding dress. And just like not wanting to even be at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing that the world is going to fucking explode and uh, being kind of glad about it because everything is evil. Everything sucks. It's a... Yeah. It's uh, it has a we need to talk about Kevin uh, irredeemableness to it, which yeah. I which I enjoyed. Yeah, um, I think it's one of Kiefer Sutherland's best performances. He's really good in it. Yeah, it's I one, it's one of the more like take Kiefer seriously as an actor. Yeah, it was serious Kiefer. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, you don't actually get to see a lot. No. Like, well, at least he was doing TV forever. Yeah, and yeah, it's not like he's been in a lot of movies. No, he's in the flopping last on movies constantly. Ten fifteen years, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, good Lars von Trier is very good. Bad Lars von Trier is very good, <laughs> but, but in a different but way. But you do get to see the biggest penises you've ever seen in your life. Yes, you do. So even, yeah. Monster dongs. Even Bad Lars has its moments. But this is definitely good Lars. This and uh, this and Antichrist are both pretty good. The first two thirds of the Depression trilogy are amazing. Uh, and the third sucks. <laughs> But uh, what are you going to do? Two out of three ain't bad. Meatloaf taught us that. That is true. Yeah. Uh, my number four was also already mentioned by you um, because we need to talk about Kevin. 
Ooh, nice. Um, High up, I like it. I'm not mad about it's, that. It's rad. I like. I love how dark it is. It's so dark. And like, I I hate movies that are afraid to go that dark. Yeah, and this and one the, this yeah. one goes a hundred percent. Yeah, I pedal to metal. Yeah, if I if forward. I was to describe the movie in one word, it's unapologetic. If I could describe it as the opposite of being a coward. <laughs> yeah. Like, committing to doing the bad things. Hell yes. Just, like we said, no redeeming qualities. Like, there's no, like, maybe he's just had a bad upbringing. No gray area. No gray area. He was born evil. He's fucking evil. evil. It is is straight ahead. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, the director is a woman. I don't remember the director offhand. Lynn Ramsey. It is a woman. That's And she did a movie that is maybe going to be on my 2017. I'm I'm a little undecided on it. Okay. I did really like it, um, but I'm not going to spoil it for now, just in case it doesn't make it and I look like a fool. I'm going to... You can look it up. I'm going to look her up. Um, Let's see what else she's done. Not a lot. Not a lot. She's, uh, she's really had a big space between 11 and 17. But, um, yeah, it's rad. I, I, I love... It is the dar- one of the darkest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so she's done... Two, two features in yep. the 2010s. Yep. And her last one before that was 2002. She takes her fucking time. Okay. Um, yeah, Maybe I, she's too busy mm, being a housewife. I I enjoyed her 2017. I'm gonna say... It's probably not I'm on gonna say list. now it's probably not gonna make is 2017 is fucking strong. It's stacked. It yeah. is stacked. Stack or two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we're into the we're into the top threes now. We're into the top three. Um, um, none of mine have been mentioned. Uh, two of mine have been mentioned. Oh, well, Ooh. one of them hasn't been mentioned, and I'm <clears throat> hoping it's in the same spot because I'm hankering for some kissing. Yeah, especially on number one. I hope it's number one. I don't think it's number one. So now I think we're not oh, going to be kissing. God fucking damn it! Uh, number three for me uh, was in your men- mentions. Uh, Midnight in Paris. Mm. I love Woody Allen. Okay. I love... Everything he stands everything for. Everything he stands for. I love everything he's done. All of his choices. Uh, the more I hear about him, the more I just want to watch his movies more. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone's a baby. <laughs> I think... Look, they're not even relating. <laughs> I think he he bought her and he can fuck her if he wants to. Absolutely. <laughs> like, she, he, he paid good money for her. He put currency down yep. for a daughter. <laughs> yeah. To groom her. Exactly. Yeah. Sutter's real what, daughter. What is wrong with that? Grow up, America. You know who's that? You know who's the real bad guy in this? Mia Farrow for not admitting that Ronan Farrow is not his son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also Ronan Farrow for being a professional tattletale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> he will get you canceled. Can you? How excited are you for when Ronan Farrow gets canceled? Because it's going to happen. Because it's the way of the world. But if only the only way he can survive is by admitting that he's Frank Sinatra Jr. Yes, and and then everyone will shower him with love and having sex with Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nothing wrong with it because it's not his son. Exactly. What's wrong with it? If if Ronan Farrow admits he's Frank Sinatra Jr. and has sex with Woody Allen, it it will weather any storm. Yeah, I see no problem with this. Yeah. Uh, Midnight Paris is so... Look, I am a sucker for charm. And this movie is so charming. It's charming. It is so delightful. Owen Wilson's great in it. 
I love everything about it. It's actually been a little while since I've seen it, but I I didn't even I didn't feel like I needed to even rewatch it to know how much I like it. Woody has a couple of real strong. Actually, I think back bangers. No, not back to back. I think this and twenty thirteen are two of my favorite Woody Allen movies. Wow, that's a that's a bold statement. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, my favorite Annie Hall. I mean, I think which. That's... I, don't, I think that's everyone's I was going to say, not like, that, not like that's really going out on a limb, but it is, like, I Ooh. love it. Mm. Um, he also had, a, he also did 2012 as well. Well, he, 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 like, he has one every year. I guess it, uh, okay, I guess it is every year. Pretty much. Holy shit. Yeah. But, no 2018. You liar. Well, and, yeah, it's... You uh, liar. Wonder, what makes you lie? I wonder what happened in 2018. To... <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Uh, Nothing. 20, 2013 is real solid. Yes. <laughs> real solid. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a few. Yeah, he's definitely got a few real good ones this decade and in some other decades. I, don't, I feel like he had a kind of weak nineties. I don't know if I care about any of his other movies for the rest of the decade, though. I saw a couple of them. I don't know if I care about them that much. I don't think anything in the last five years is that. Uh, the nineties. I mean, he still did one in the, everyone in, every year in the nineties, but yeah. I don't not, not any of his like big big yeah. ones. Crimes and Misdemeanors is eighties, right? That's like eighty eight or something. Uh, eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. That one I like a lot. I don't know that I've seen any of these 90s movies. Should I just read them off to you out loud? Yes. Alice? Skip it. Shadows and Fog? Skip it. Husbands and Wives? Skip it. Manhattan Murder Mystery? See it. Bullets Over Broadway? See it. Uh, Don't Drink the Water? Skip it. Mighty Aphrodite? Ladies' Choice. Everyone Says I Love You? Skip it. Reconstructing Harry? I haven't seen it, but I hear it's alright. Deconstructing, not reconstructing. My bad. Yeah. Celebrity? (coughs) Skip it. Sweet and Lowdown. Is that the Sean Penn one? Sure. Yes. Well, I'm already out because I hate Sean Penn, so. Yeah. Uh, and then he did 2000, he did uh, Small Time Crooks. Right. And The Curse of the Jade Scorpion, which I actually like. Haven't seen it. It's good. Anyways. I always forget that Curse of the Jade Scorpion is that recent because it sounds like a 70s or 80s one of his. Yes, but it's a but, 2001. Yeah. Oh, one. Good year. So. So. I rewatched it. Mm-hmm. I still like it. Yeah, so it went down upon rewatch for It me. was in the list. So I wonder what it would when, have done for me on rewatch. When I, initi- I think I still would have been charmed. When I initially wrote the list, before yeah. we like did some watching and adding some stuff, it was one of the first ones I wrote down, like, this is definitely in my 2011. Wow, okay. And then, it, it, it's not even like I watched it and I thought it was bad. Yeah, yeah. But it was just like, I don't other, know. Other like, stuff moved Elena out. Elena knocked it out. <laughs> the skin I lived in, lived in knocked it out. Um, and then just like other things just, you know, fell into place and yep. I don't think it's terrible. I just think it was like, I, like maybe, maybe I was very charmed the first time yeah. and then the second time I had it, I wasn't interested. Wouldn't you like to go back in time and drink with Ernest Hemingway? Not really. Well, I think I would go back in time. We are different people. And drink with Joseph Goebbels. Okay. <laughs> but just to see what. Also fun. Just to pick his brain. Pick his brain. All. Um, yeah. Uh, my number three has not been mentioned. I wonder if it's my number one. And I don't think it is, because... Or is it not on my list at all? Well, like I said, you and I have different choices and opinions on things. Different strokes? Actually, we have similar strokes. Different other stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's an Irish movie from, from Ireland. 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 I'm from Ireland. And it stars, again, like I mentioned with 
Brian Cranston, and I mentioned with Albert Brooks. Mm -hmm. This is one of my favorite, sometimes gets to be a lead, but sometimes gets to be a character actor. But he's probably one of my favorite actors, period. Is it Colin Farrell? Brendan Gleeson. Ah. It is The Guard. Mm. I know you like The Guard. It yeah, is yeah. a solid comedy yeah. with some real dark stuff that happens. It's him and Don Cheadle? Him and Don Cheadle. Yeah. Uh, so he is a small town, north, like, uh, northwestern Ireland police uh, chief. Yeah. Who, like, really doesn't take anything seriously. He's a total drunk. He's, like, an Irish hick, you know? Like, he's, like, a stereotypical Irish cop. Yeah. Um, and there is, like, a series of pretty violent, uh, like, it's not really a mob, but it's, like, bad guys in a group uh-huh. um, are doing some, like... Some manner of organized some, some, crime. Some organized crime, some drug dealing, some murders, and they bring in an FBI agent to sort of, like, not really oversee it, but just, like, give them pointers and to teach them sort of, like, what clues to look for. And, and get to, this, he's a black get guy. Get this, it's a black guy. So Don Cheadle comes, and, I mean, there is... Do you ever refer to John, Don Cheadle as Hotel Rwanda? Because I do sometimes. I know you do. Yeah. And I've heard you do it before. <laughs> um, there's, like, there's some really funny Irish racism, let's say. Sure. Which is, uh, I mean, I feel like the entire movie was, okay... We've got Brendan Gleeson to do a movie. Let's just write a movie around <laughs> for his Brendan Gleeson, right? yeah. Because like it, it is perfectly crafted for him to do all of the like the best things he can do. Uh-huh. The the comedic aspects to it. Are Brendan Gleeson and Domhnall Gleeson? That's his son. Son, yeah, yeah, I thought so. Um, but like it is absolutely one of my favorite comedies. And but then at the same time, there's a lot of like black like dark comedy like yeah. violence and death and shit in it, it that is really fucking good yeah and, and uh but dark comedy there's you, both. you mean like gallows comedy and not don Cheadle's race comedy i mean that or both like, the movie was ghost written by tyler perry okay uh yeah like a lot of it, you know it, it's a lot of like uh observe and report you know mm-hmm. that that kind of like dark comedy I P.S. I love Observer. Yeah, it's great. It, it's, it gets it's really underrated. And yeah, like talk about like getting dark for something you think might not. Yeah, like that's, that's exactly what, what like, the art is. Like, some I guess someone I don't actually I don't know the timeline, but I'm thinking somebody watched Paul Blart and said, "What if I make this awesome and dark? <laughs> what if I make this good? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's ugh, it the there isn't a dull moment in the entire movie. And, like, the yeah. some of the, like, smaller fill-out cast people, they're just, like, you know, like, the character actors, but, like, are really solid. Uh, Mark Strong and Liam Cunningham are, like, the bad guys. Yeah. And uh, they're fucking, like, on point. Like, nice. everything about it is great. Nice. Um, my number two has been mentioned. Oh. On your list. I don't remember what number, but it was lower than two. The skin I live in. Six. Yeah. It's... Awesome. It's I got think... maybe one of my favorite twists of all time. <laughs> it's an amazing twist, and you... There's no way to see it coming. No. You can't predict it. Absolutely not. And it's then there's also a second impossible. twist yeah. that you can never imagine happened. Yeah. Yeah. There's... Yeah, we've like we've said a lot. I don't want to say more, because I feel like I will just start spoiling things. It's really hard to not. Yeah. Because, like, all the important things you want to say yeah. will clearly give away what happens. Yeah, it's I, it's it's important to see it and not know what you're getting. Yes. I think. Yeah. 
Um, my number two, yeah, I think is your number one. God damn it! Why do we get so close and never match? Because you haven't mentioned it, and I know it. It will be on your list. So why? Because it's your number one. Why isn't it your number one? Just know. switch them. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's we're edging. We're edging towards an, a kiss on a podcast. I'm very upset. Uh, it is a um, secret gay Stephen McQueen movie. Yep. Um, entitled Shame. Yep. Uh, but since it's your number one, would, it is. would you like to speak about it? Instead of me talking about your number one, you can speak about your number one. Uh, we can both And go. then I'll just do my number one. <laughs> now we can, like, you, you can start talking. I will just also talk over you, but louder. Uh, it. <sighs> so what I think about shame. <laughs> what I think about shame. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... It's a it's an amazing performance by Michael Fassbender. Fassbender kills he, it. He kills it. I mean, it's there's it's it's very sexy. <laughs> it is a it's a very sexy. movie. It is an erotic movie. I just I just like the scene where the girl starts taking off his clothes and he tells her slower. Yeah, like so assertive and like aggressive. <laughs> yeah, and for like for all the the jokes and tropes about. Fassbender hanging dong in movie. This is that movie. Yeah, and it makes sense for why he would hang dong in it because for sure he's a sex addict. He's a sex addict. That's the this is key character. And trait. like, I don't really like Carrie Mulligan. I she's on your list several times though, which is interesting because I also don't. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought she was good in this. Oh, like I, I've I've never had an issue with her as an actor. I think she's had plenty of good performances. It's, it's, this. it's her face. It's this. It's just her it's face. It's her child face. It, it is it is mean and superficial, <laughs> but I don't like her face. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I uh, their their relationship is really good. They play off of each other really well. Love, 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 love. the implied incest. Absolutely, love absolutely. It. And you know that I like that the impliedness is that I don't know that he kind of forced himself on her, <laughs> or she for because or like yeah because in because yeah because who knows what happened when they were kids because something happened when they were kids, mm. but because in present day she gets into bed with him, yeah, and he kicks her out like he gets mad at her and kicks her out yeah, but they definitely consensually fucked earlier in life yeah see like I I think what I what I thought was that he had like he made the move initially when they sure. were kid, younger, yeah, and then she realized that he was the only man that really like yeah. cared for her, yeah. So she was trying to make it happen, yeah. And because now they're adults, he was like, no, 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 no. no. Like when we were younger and just fooling around, you know, just boys yeah. being boys, cool. and like as grown adults, gross, yeah. And clearly, like whatever their upbringing was completely fucked up both of them yes like there there's one brief mention of like him i maybe when they're even i don't think that it's when they're in bed together but another time when they're being close like he says something to the fact of like we like we we come from a dark place or something yeah something like yeah. that yeah yeah i mean i think it's because like lots of lots of movies or like tv shows or whatever have done sex addiction yeah um but i think this is like more of like a true sex addiction. Yeah. Right? Because it's not like, you know, a lot of people are just like, well, I just need to nut. But like, his was like, constantly pushing further. Yeah. Because like, there's a difference between like, just always needing to have sex, but like, 
you get bored of like just of what you're doing. What you're so, doing. Yeah, so like, oh, now I need three so you, prostitutes. You have to evolve, right? Yeah. To like continue to yeah. quench your. Now thirst. I need a guy. Now I need to get a guy to blow me yeah. in like a gay bar. Or, like, yeah, or, and like, like uh, he's not gay. He's absolutely not, not. He's not even bi. No, he's it, just. It's just a thing. It's just pushing your boundaries. Yeah. Because like I feel like the majority of other things that have touched on it are just like all these women all the time. Like, just, yeah. I just have to constantly sleep with a new woman and that's as far as it gets. Yeah, and I, I love that he, like, goes on, a, uh, like, a real date with a woman from work. Yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, they, they go on a couple, um, and then they eventually, like, go back to, I think, uh, I don't know if it's his place or a hotel. I think uh, it's a hotel. A hotel, I think. And he can't get it up. Yeah. Because it's not... Because it's boring. It's yeah. bland. It's, it's like, like every oh, day. Oh, what? I'm going to go on a date and then have sex with my date? Yeah, like what? I'm, what the fuck? I'm going to be sexually attracted to a regular woman yeah. that I'm, like, friends like with? Like a professional woman? Like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> like, Gross. And then she, like, she's, like, she's nice enough about it and then leaves. Mm. And then he immediately gets a prostitute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I think it's such a true story to, like, what real life problems are not just yeah. like oh i need to have sex all the time it's like no like i have to have to get myself hard somehow yeah, what's the next step yeah it's uh it's more about the addiction than the sex than the sex yeah, yeah. which is really cool yeah um my number one not mentioned i don't even know if you've even seen it or heard of it Interesting. I'm, I have no idea. Um, they they did a very bad American remake of it last year. Force majeure. <laughs> Force majeure. Um, it is a French film called The Untouchables. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen they it. Did number the, one. They did The Upside last year with Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, know, I haven't seen it, but I know that. Ooh. I think I think we're watching this later, probably. Huh. So it Shit. it is this like. Oh man, I'm. Uh, I will say you couldn't have this as your number two. Probably not. It had to be number one. It had to be number one. God damn it! Because I'm a hipster. God damn um, it. But that being said, shame probably could have just been number one. <laughs> yeah, it could have, and then we could be kissing. Um, it is. I mean, the first time I saw it, I like I, I fucking cried. It is. It is like this ultimate. Like, did you cry at the Brian Cranston Kevin Hart one? No, but you know what? I'm, when I said it was an awful remake, I just meant it was awful because they remade it. Sure. But it wasn't actually that bad. Um, but it's this friendship thing about people who are, like, not meant to be friends. The lead actor um, is, like, this super rich, like, billionaire guy. Is it Gerard Depardieu? It's not Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> who uh, gets paralyzed in a parasail accident. Um, okay. So he's a quadriplegic. And a Are you sure this isn't the Diving Bell and the Butterfly? Because I'm pretty sure no. it's the Diving Bell and the Butterfly. No. Um, There's more than one French quadriplegic. Yeah, of course. Mm. They're everywhere. Okay. Um, All right. And so they I'll have, allow it, counselor. He, he has to hire a uh, like a live-in phys- like physical like guy who can lift him out of bed and like get him around and put him in stuff yeah and all the people that they are looking for like that they interview are all these like nerdy like i have a degree in physiotherapy i have this and uh the other character's name is omar sai is this like big jacked black guy who is okay, just now, now i'm understanding who's just a, number one who, yeah, of course, <laughs> who is just like a courier guy who needs a signature and he just sort of like muscles his way in and, like, kind of insults everyone to get the signature. And, like, then he realizes, like, 
this guy's not like all these loser nerd guys who are like <laughs> yeah. gonna try and like make me emotionally feel better. Like this guy's just going to you know kind of ruffle the feathers of everyone in his life. Um, and then it's just sort of this journey of like stop feeling sorry for yourself. Like you're still alive. You can still have this like happy existence. Stop being. And yeah. you know he's dealing like Omar Sy's character is dealing with like being broke and having to support a child and. Um, the only reason he takes the job is because the money's so insane. Right. But it is really like this growth of being friends when you shouldn't be friends and like exploring the happiness of life, which is actually the opposite of me. I was going to say. <laughs> you know? But like, I don't know. Maybe that's just why like, I'm like, I want that. <laughs> I want a big muscular <laughs> black friend to carry me around. I thought I was your big muscular black friend. <laughs> uh, you're only part black. That's true. Um, but, it, you know, it's it's a comedy, but it's it's dramatic. It's like very, very like... Uh, heartwarming and sad and all this stuff all at once and like he has this uh he has this pen pal that he's been i'm gonna air quotes writing to Mm. um that his assistant writes to that he's never met (laughs) and he wants to like have a physical relationship with her but he's like obviously too afraid to admit that he's actually paralyzed because like yeah the only things he's ever told her or sent her pictures of or whatever is like him before the accident and Omar Sy kind of like pushes him to pursue it, and it's yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, it's a very beautiful film. Huh? Um, Shit. I yeah, have, I didn't. Know I haven't that you... seen your number one. God, I feel bad. I don't know because like, I'll have to. I'll have to investigate. I will. Oh my god, my butt's asleep. I'm sitting down <laughs> so long. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful film, and like that um. That that continues my trend of two years in a row. French language films is my number one. Oh yeah, yeah. So you you just like love? I just like France. French people or Quebec, I guess. Apparently, but, you love uh, it. You definitely don't think that Quebec is the worst province. You don't think it, you, you it is the second worst. You province. wouldn't you wouldn't throw a party if they separated. Alberta's the worst, but it is the second worst. Um, but I don't. I I honestly find French films to be uh, easy watches. Because, you know, there's some foreign language films that are very difficult to watch, especially when they speak very quickly and the subtitles have to move very quickly. Like, there were parts of Footnote that were very fast speaking. Yeah. And the subtitles had to move very quickly. And you're like, did I miss something? It was some blazing Hebrew. (laughs) Blazing Hebrew, you know? Or like, I mean, A Separation had some of that. Yep. Um, There's definitely movies where the language goes really, really quickly. Like, I find... You know, Japanese movies are very easy to watch because they talk kind of slow. Right. And, like, Korean movies, for the most part, are very slow. There's some that are a lot faster. But then, like, Chinese movies, if you're ever watching a Chinese movie, you can't even read the subtitles because they're going so fast. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I find French movies very easy to watch because, like, French is a very slow language or, like, a very sensual language, you know? Could, uh... 2012 as a French contender. Yep. And it's going to be very high on my list. Yes. So I could go three for three. I don't know if it's number one yet, but it's going to be, it could be three for three for me. But then after that, it's going to die off. Well, you can't. You can't win them all. Nothing, nothing gold can stay. Yeah. Is that a phrase? I don't know. Does it? (laughs) Is it? I feel like I know it from somewhere, but what is it? (laughs) Uh, so we had what? One, two, three, four, five? I think we had five. Five, ten. One, one, two, three, four. Five. Yeah. Yeah. 
Drive, so drive, that... Eleanor, the skin I live in. We need to talk about Kevin and Shane. Yep. So those who had the over on 4.5, mm-hmm. uh, we we will uh, just send us your address, and we will send you a uh, a personal check for $1. We will send you a picture of a dick. Won't necessarily be one of ours. It'll just be a picture of a dick. It will be a dick. It will be a dick. It will not be our dick. Doesn't necessarily mean it's a human dick. Nope. Almost guaranteed it won't be. <laughs> almost, almost with 100% certainty it yeah. will not be a human dick. But it will be a dick. Uh, do you have any have any regrets, any replacements for number 10 that you feel like you should have put um, in? No, I'm not invoking any steals. Um, I regret not having watched your number one. Um, I wish I could have put Cabin in the Woods and Raid Redemption in the 10. And I regret last minute cuts of uh, Samsara. And I don't know, maybe something else. Did I, Oh, I... I can't remember if I said it there. Just, just a random honor. Did I mention Once Upon a Time in Anatolia? No, maybe I didn't. You don't. Yeah. Anyway, it, it was good. Han, Han. It didn't. It didn't make it, but it, it was good. I, I like me some, uh, some, some Turkish bullshit. <laughs> you? I can't. The rules of steals are I can only steal things off of your list. Um. Th- that I didn't say. I guess I, I like some kind of structure here, but I'm also willing to bend the rules so that I can change my number ten. <laughs> I, 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 I think you can you can put whatever you want. I don't, I don't think it ha- I don't think it has to be something that was uh, just just. It, this is so difficult. Openly crying. <laughs> the mental duress of doing these is really hurting me inside. It's taking years off my life. This is tough. We're, and I'm only living to 41. Yeah, we are We are not going to be well come 2019. I so I love Bullhead. I think you should see it. But I think, uh-oh. But I think my number 10 Ooh. should have been Girl with Dragon Tattoo. <laughs> yeah, is, is this official? Make it or break it. Lock it in or don't. Was it your number 10? It was my number 10. Oh, I can't make it number oh, 10. Oh, that... kiss. No, that's ridiculous. I can't say it's number 10 so we can kiss. Well, no, I, I, I would say, I, I'd say if you feel strongly about it, you can do it, but it's, it's not a kiss. Ooh. No, you know what? If anything, I am a man who sticks to okay. his list. That was, <sighs> that, was a, I, that was a roller coaster right there. I really wish that it could have been in the top ten. Yeah. Um, I really wish that Carnage and Samsara both could have been in the top ten. Yeah, Carnage too. But like, fuck, there's, so, there's just too many. But yeah. I, they, think, I think right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say it, 2012 is an easier list. I think 2012 would be easier. Yeah, 2011 was, ended up being deceptively hard. Mm-hmm. And like a better year than I thought it was. Too many good things. Yeah, I'm Stop surprised. Stop making so many good movies. Just stop it. Make make more Transformers movies and make less good international cinema. More Transformers, less Elena. <laughs> if we learn one thing from 2011, it's that. There there are... I guess there's a couple people on this list, like director-wise, that will be featured again. Uh, Two? Maybe three? Two? Yeah. What do we got? Um, for me... Zvyaginitsev. Zvyaginitsev. And uh, Steve McQueen. McQueen. Fincher, Fincher. Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Winding Refn, who's to say? Um, maybe. Um, one, v- one, but probably not the other one. Nobody uh, likes the other one. Von Trier, nope. You're done for this what? decade, friend. What? Sorry. Uh, Biggest, Al- blackest dick. <laughs> Almodovar, 
I Pro- don't know. Probably. Who's the, maybe. Um, uh, the person who directed Footnote? Probably not. Uh, and, uh, Shlomo. His name was Shlomo. Uh, Asghar Farhadi, maybe. Yeah. Yep. Well, thanks for listening to 2011. We did it. And enjoy your, uh, your vacation. We will see you back for 2012. We'll see you in this, an extended see period you of time. This Christmas for 2012. <laughs> Whenever Scott watches the final five movies he needs to watch for 2012, we yeah. will be back. Uh, so remember, uh, at, at, not Scott Henson, at Syrian Softpaws. And please send us nudes. Opinions, nudes, furry fan art. All three together. If, send if, us if you can send that in one package, oh, send us up. send us furry fan art nudes, but then also but, give us your opinions on that. Or just with with a speech bubble coming from the character that oh, is your opinion. Just do. like just one yeah. Put furry, it all into one. Furry fan art nudes giving opinions. Yes. Done. <laughs>